0: goodness. What a day. What a day. What a gosh darn day. (laughs) It's about to get better. I'm super excited. I'm Chris Adkins. I'm Lane Deesh. As always my sister Lane is with me and this is Wicked History. So there's a couple of things I wanted to go over um, last week. There's some things that were bothering me. One was I said. Uh, Cayetano wanted to feel inferior. I meant superior. Not inferior. You're still thinking about that. Oh it bothered me. And also there was a part that cut out. And the part that cut out was. When I was explaining what. Why Cayetano said. He liked catching things on fire and it was that he said he likes watching the firemen work the way they fall into the fire. So that part kind of cut out, and I wanted to go over that. So last week, we talked about... I feel like
1: I listened to a podcast with that in it.
0: You did. You listened to
1: ours. Okay. Well, so you said it. (laughs) You like watching the firemen fall into the fire.
0: No, but our podcast... it there was a hiccup in the connection and it kind of blurs out. Uh, So I wanted to just go back over that. So no
1: more hiccups.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, if connection drops, it has interferences with the sound. And I just wanted to go over those two things. So this is going to be a little different episode because last week we talked about, a little boy who had syphilis. He was born with syphilis. And Lane and I got to talking about it. And uh, we decided to do an episode about syphilis. Um, and it turns out there's some pretty wicked history involved with the history of syphilis. So, uh, yes, awesome. It, uh, our story. Sorry, our story, our story starts with a glitch. Yeah, with my <laughs> story, our story starts with my phone ringing. Anyways, so our story starts back in 1494. Now, 1494 is real close to a huge event that happened. What happened in 1492? I know what happened in 1492. Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Yes. So let's keep that in mind. In 1492, an Italian explorer went to the new world and came back.
1: With syphilis.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm not accusing. I'm just, it's closely related in the timeline and in the geographical areas. So... August 1494. We've got King Charles the Eighth of France. He leads his army of 50,000 soldiers and a large artillery train into the nor- into northern Italy. So, any time an army went out back then, they had like a posse, and that posse of 800 people included cooks, medics, and of course prostitutes. Prostitutes used to travel with armies. Um, It was pretty regular, so that's not an uncommon thing. So he had his 50,000 soldiers and all his prostitutes headed into northern Italy. Their objective was to take Naples from Alfonso II. So Charles wanted to use Naples as kind of like his um, base to launch his crusades from. So he's like, let's go in to Italy, let's steal Naples. It's a perfect spot for me to launch my crusades from. Um, so we've got we've got this little war going on. Well, Alfon- Alfonso II's army wasn't very large and it was made up of like mostly Spanish mercenaries and stuff. Um, so Charles came in and just like crushed it. He was, he just took Naples and in February of 1495, Naples belongs to France. Okay. Okay. So we've just taken Naples and we're celebrating. We're celebrating big time how are we celebrating? We're French. We're uh, celebrating with lots of debauchery. Okay. So they're spreading their seed throughout Italy. They're pretty excited. But then all of a sudden, a lot of the men start to fall ill. Okay. And, and, and I mean a lot. And they're, they have symptoms that doctors have never seen. So, let's go over some of the symptoms that they had. And this is a long list. So, it starts with genital sores or ulcers. Ouch. Then, <gasps> then Shankers. A... I forgot about <laughs> Shankers. Yep. And then a fever. So, then we've got a generalized rash, joint and muscle pain, followed by large and very painful foul smelling abscesses or as they were called back in they were called back then the pox okay so this is all over the body you would have nightly joint and muscle aches they would say these nighttime aches were just the worst sores became ulcerative eating away the bone the tissue of the nose lips and eyes Spreading to the mouth, throat, and then, of course, you would die at some point. Not only that, but we've got some serious mental effects. So it starts from, like, your memory changing, losing memory, mood changes, uh, rage, big-time rage, dementia, mania, delirium, irritability, Depression, psychosis, personality changes, seizures, and
1: headaches—that
0: mm. so is what these men started to experience. What about the women? They—you know—we're we're really just talking about this army right now. And oh, okay,
1: well, it's just like, did they? Did were they having sex with complete Looney Tunes that were in delirium, manic deliriums, and they just didn't even think or See, care? Exactly.
0: It it had to have been somewhere.
1: Like someone could have had genital sores too. Like, I don't care.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Uh, It had to have started somewhere. It didn't just start in 1494. It's almost like it was becoming an issue in Italy. And when the French got there, it became a huge issue. Right. So early descriptions lead many scholars to believe that this disease is was far worse in the beginning, possibly because it was new and there was no immunity against it and there was zero treatment. So, you know, a lot of these descriptions don't really apply to syphilis nowadays because, um, you know, usually when you first start showing signs of it, you start to treat it. You don't just let it go. Shankers. Shankers. So during the Battle of Ferrova in Italy, Charles was forced to retreat because so many of his soldiers were unable to fight due to this illness. So he had to give up. After he took Naples, he couldn't go any farther because his soldiers were so sick. And upon heading back to France, his army disbanded. So his army was not just made up of French. It was, you know, French, Spanish. There was all kinds. There was multiple um, ethnicities or different countrymen in his army. So when they disbanded, they went all over. They went to every stretch of Europe they possibly could to go home. And they took the syphilis with them. So this was so bad. That the writer Voltaire, he has a pretty, um, he has a, a pretty poignant quote here about this problem. Voltaire writes, "On their fil- their flippant way through Italy, the French carelessly picked up Genoa, Naples, and syphilis, but they did not lose everything. Syphilis went with them." So that's his little quote about, like, just what a clusterfuck this was. By the end of 1495, syphilis spread through France, Switzerland, and Germany. 1497, it reaches England and Scotland. In August of 1495, the Holy Roman Emperor Maximilian I proclaims, this is God's punishment for blasphemy. For blasphemy. Okay. Yes. So remember our first episode we talked about where science lacks, God is going to take the blame for things. So this was believed to be an act of God. Okay. By 1500, it reaches the Scandinavian countries, Britain, Hungary, Greece, Poland, and Russia. By the 1520s, it reaches Africa and Asia. So here's, this is my, we're about to talk about my favorite part of this whole story. So the the name syphilis didn't come into play for many, many years. So depending on where you lived and where you believed this illness was coming from, that was what you called it. So here's this fun list I have of all the different names syphilis went by. Okay. So the French called it the napolitan disease the spanish (laughs) the spanish disease or the great pox the italian the english and the italians called it the french disease or the french pox the german called it the germans called it the french evil (laughs) russia russia called it the polish disease poland called it the turkish disease The Turkish called it the Christian disease. Somehow Tahiti... (laughs) Yeah. Tahiti gets in here somewhere and Tahiti called it the British disease. Tahiti Tahiti called it the British disease. India called it the Portuguese disease. Japan called it the Chinese disease and often called it the Persian fire. Um, I bet.
1: (laughs) The Persian
0: (laughs) fire i would assume so very hot yes (laughs) that's a hot disease (laughs) everybody's catching it
1: everybody's getting it it's only sexually transmitted correct
0: correct and that's where i was they they knew it was spread through sex they knew Uh, the symptoms of each wave but they had no clue how to cure it you
1: know how herpes is spread like well okay so they say shingles isn't herpes but I think you know it is a form of herpes however in the chicken pox but like if they leak you can get it like I could get chick, uh, not chicken pox whatever chicken pox is contagious too but like from those draining wounds so I wonder if the shankers or something were draining if you could catch it that
0: way I think so
1: right right so it didn't have to be just sex or no, no. did it
0: well it's it's transmitted by contact
1: right so, by contact so okay
0: no not necessarily through sex right even it's kissing not... even kissing it's like a contact of the area the infected area okay okay so
1: it's the- more contagious than just the sexually transmitted disease
0: Yes. yes. Okay. So we've got here a pretty good description of the time from Pope Julius II's surgeon, De Vigo. He, um, he has, I had to kind of include this quote because it was just very um, descriptive, but his quote is, the contagion which gives rise to it comes particularly from coitus. That is, sexual comer- commerce of a healthy man with a sick woman, or to the contrary. The first symptoms of this malady appear almost invariably upon the genital organs, that is, upon the penis or the vulva. They consist of small ulcerative pimples of a color especially brownish and livid, sometimes mm. sometimes black, sometimes slightly pale. These pimples are circumscribed by a ridge of callus-like hardness. There then appears a series of ulcerations on the genitalia. The skin becomes covered with scabby pimples or elevated papules resembling warts. A month and a half about after the appearance of the first symptoms, the patients are afflicted with pains sufficiently to draw them Draw from them cries of anguish. Still very much later, a year or more, there appear certain tumors which provoke terrible suffering.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So
0: that's kind of a paraphrase uh, because it was very, very much longer than that. But then we've got a German scholar, Ulrich von Hutten, describes his own suffering of, quote, the great pox. And its treatment with guayacum, Uh, it's a Hollywood out of the Caribbean. Okay. It was kind of one of the first treatments. Um, Shortly before succumbing to his disease, four years later, he described terrible abscesses, sores, night pains, ulcers in his bladder and his muscles. So in 1527, Jacques de Bethancourt coins the term venereal disease, suggesting that the disease arises from illicit love. So it should be <laughs> called the malady of Venus or venereal disease, and attributes okay. this as a new disease unknown prior to the 15th century. So there's where we get venereal disease from it is a malady of Venus a malady of venus they yeah. make it sound so it's against women really like <laughs> but it's it, right. well malady
1: doesn't sound like a nice word but i was like
0: it's, it doesn't sound so bad <laughs> in <1530, laughs> it's just a malady it's just a malady in 1530 this disease gets its name syphilis or french disease and that is of latin origins i didn't go into the um, breakdown of that because I would fail miserably at the Latin uh, No, forms. let's let's. Uh... I didn't even write it down because I knew I was going to fuck it up I That's didn't all write right. it down Alright, so no matter where you were everyone believed it was the wrath of God causing this still So That's you're a, common a, you're a sinner You're a sinner You get syphilis
1: Sinners get syphilis.
0: 50 to 100 years later, it becomes less viral and lethal. They know the stages. They knew the early signs. But if you caught it, unfortunately, you died a violent death. You would, you know, your face would rot off. You would go mad. All the fun stuff. You lose your nose. You lose Uh. your mouth. So, catching syphilis also meant social ostracization, years of debilitation, and was viewed as a sign of sinning. So, you were shunned. Yeah. Not only were you sick, you were shunned. And often punished for this. Oh. Because there was, like, this time when church and the government, the crown they kind of fought over who who should be the authority on this. So you'll see, like, you know, the Crown knew that it was contracted by sex and was so afraid of the spread that they would try to, like, control prostitution and extramarital affairs and such. Um, Henry VIII even tried to close brothels and bathhouses. So, like, if if a prostitute was found out to have syphilis, she was, like, out of business forever. She was unemployed. Okay. But the church was also... In the 17th century, the church was like, yeah, but this is a divine punishment. So shouldn't we be the one that doles out the the quote-unquote treatments? Because it's a church matter. So they don't think, like, medicine is what's going to help it. They think, like, whatever penitence the the church gives you is what's going to fix it like there imagine a time when you don't get medicine for something the church like i don't know humiliates you or whatever as punishment so finally in the 18th century medical thinking advances a ton, uh, anatomists and pathologists started understanding it was more medical they could finally separate, separate the syphilitic symptoms from gonorrhea because the two kind of went hand in hand and they didn't know they were two different diseases and needed to be treated differently But so they're starting to see the differences there doctors start talking to each other and putting knowledge of the stages out there but still no cure We still have no cure for this. And we're in the 18th century. Wow. Yeah. So the 18th century, late 18th century, this becomes more uh, episodic than an epidemic. So you're really not seeing the droves of people catching it like you were. So let's go over some of the history of the treatments because this is weird. This is weird. Okay. Good. The treatments, 16th century treatments, the Guayacum bark, the Hollywood that we talked about from the Caribbean. So they would take the bark, mercury ointments, mercury, mercury, let's make it go crazier. Yeah. I mean, mercury is going to make your teeth and your jaw fall off, but that's okay because at least you won't have syphilis. So the barbers at this time were really the practitioners of medicine. So the barbers are giving out this mercury ointment. They're doing bloodletting because of the quote-unquote bad blood that you've got. <sighs> Sweat baths. Treatments would coincide with lunar phases. So a oh, lot that's of the treatment- cool. A lot of the treatments I would see would be like, start this on the full moon and continue until the next full moon. It was very much around the lunar phases. Mercury was seen as the best treatment, but the side effects were often worse than syphilis. You would get neuropathies, renal failure, your teeth would fall off. Sometimes you lose your jaw. Most patients died of mercury poisoning. Giving way to the saying, a night with Venus and a lifetime with Mercury. Oh,
1: I love it.
0: (laughs) So, mercury chloride is this corrosive compound. And they stopped using mercury in ointment form and started taking it orally and then intravenously. So, the 19th century, you see merc- mercuric chloride unctions and in tablets started turning into injections. Ammoniated and sal- salicylated mercury ointments. Uh, mercury was clearly the favorite treatment. Until 1910. 1910. Right. When arsenic took over <sighs> as the leading... Uh, treatment the magic bullet was an arsenic tablet when they finally realized mercury did more harm than good that arsenic was better yes so they went arsenic so they had iodine therapies potassium iodide with small doses of mercury in the late 19th century they introduced like metal treatments tellurium, valadium, platinum. Why did we ever gold? think that
1: metals were a cure to fucking
0: anything? I have no idea. Mercury was used to treat stuff. Mercury was in cosmetics. It just, at, at some point. Like, that's nuts. So like they tried all these metals and got zero results. They're just like, mm, okay, that didn't work. The dark so history when, of cosmetics,
1: just throwing it out there.
0: Mm there you go okay okay. i mean queen elizabeth like she was a mess under her makeup
1: (gasps) um well not only that but there's been people in history that you know um put poison in the makeup and different things Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know i'm just saying i'm just saying if it's something that you want to you want to research okay Okay. back to syphilis future episode
0: back to the genitals <laughs> all right so in 1905 a zoologist fritz schaden and dermatologist eric hoffman these are both german uh doctors they discover and i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this spiro she pallida, which is that's now, right which is now called troponin Treponema pallidum it's the causative organism for syphilis
1: yes it has a little like the it's flagella is like spiral
0: yeah they yeah, found like- they found that i'm not the doc. you're the nurse so you probably know these words better than me but just... Not that,
1: not that better. Not that
0: but... much better.
1: <laughs> so they
0: discovered the organism that causes this. And in 1906, a gentleman named August Paul von Wassermann, a German bacteriologist, develops an antibody test to recognize syphilis. Ooh, and way to so go, they, buddy. They began doing tests by creating a bunch of syphilitic rabbits. Good, great. Yeah, so all these rabbits got the syphilis. And, of course, like... All these
1: rabbits went rabid.
0: <laughs> they're killing them with mercury and arsenic. But, you know, at least they know what the organism is. So now they can try to figure out how to kill it. Okay. But they still don't know that penicillin is the treatment until, like, 1943. Somewhere in there. Maybe when the later... Was
1: penicillin discovered along way before this, right? Yeah.
0: I don't I don't I don't know. You always yeah. ask me questions I don't know. I know, right? But we know that penicillin works, but we don't know this until the late 1940s, okay? So in a race, we're still in the the early 1900s now. So in a race to find a cure, The U.S. government did something unspeakable. Are you ready? Oh, God. Yeah. What did we do? (sighs) So in 1932, a group of 600 African-American men from Macon County, Alabama, Hmm. they were were offered free health care from the Tuskegee Institute as well as the Public Health Service. If they would just sign up. Like all sign they got to do is just sign up. You get free health care and free, men- you know, it's not only just that health, but mental care that these people could not afford, you know, any other Otherwise. way. So they're like, they're like, that's sweet. Like, of course, yes, we're going to sign up for this free health care. So in collaboration with the Tuskegee which is now Tuskegee University. It's, but it, at the time it was the Institute. These impoverished men, these sharecroppers, had been involuntarily entered into an experiment. 399 of these men were given syphilis. 201 mm. were not. They were considered the control group. Okay. They were not told. They simply agreed to the offer of free medical and mental care that they could never afford. They thought, you know, this is the government. Of course, we can trust them. This is a hospital. Yes. So the public health service provided these men with disguised placebos and absolutely no effective care for their severe health problems that included blindness, Mm. mental, mental impairment, and even death. Mm. yeah the men were told they were being treated for bad blood which at the time you know in that in that area in alabama you know i'm here in mississippi bad blood was kind of a term used for just pretty much any ailment right by the by these farmers so they were just hey you're being treated for bad blood you know but what they didn't know is they were actually being studied uh the PHS wanted to see the long term effects of syphilis bad blood you know was just a way of them disguising what it was that they were doing so these men were constantly monitored but only ever given things like aspirin and mineral supplements for their active syphilis despite the fact that Penicillin was recommended treatment as of 1947, some 15 years into this experiment. The public health service convinced the local Macon County physicians not to treat these men and instead to send them straight back to Tuskegee Institute. So all the doctor, if they ever went to a a different doctor, like I'm not getting the help I need. These people are killing me. (laughs) Yeah the other physicians had been convinced not to treat these men for syphilis and just to turn them away. Wow. So to track the full progress of the men, no effective care was given and they slowly died of untreated syphilis in the mid 1960s. 1960s. Wow. A San Francisco venereal disease investigator named Peter Buxton found out about the Tuskegee studies and he went to his superiors and expressed concerns over the unethical treatment of these men. In response, the public health systems formed a committee to review the study, but immediately decided to continue, continue it with the goal of tracking all participants, not only through their death, but through their autopsy. Wow. So this didn't end when they died. It ended when they were finally put in the ground after they'd been autopsied and studied. Buxton was so pissed that he leaked the story to his reporter friend named Jean Heller, who worked for the Associated Press. And she broke the story in July of
1: 1972.
0: Wow. So this has been going on for over 40 years now. That's crazy. Public outrage forced the study to finally pull the plug. By that time, 28 people had died of syphilis. A hundred more had died of complications due to syphilis. Over 40 spouses had contracted syphilis and Mm. 19, 19 children had been born with it.
1: You would think that there were like, you know... Well, these men didn't know what they were signing up for,
0: but. Oh, they were. It wasn't like they didn't read the fine print. There was no fine print. It, they were completely fooled into this. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. And then, like, it's like something should have been said. Like, you you can't have
0: sex with your spouse. <laughs> you what? Know. They didn't stop any of it. I wow. mean the fact that only 40 spouses out of the 399 that were affected I guess that's a good number you think that could have been a lot higher Well no. how
1: many of them actually had spouses and well, half yeah. of the half of that 300 did, they were given it were they
0: 201 were not given it 399 were given Were it.
1: oh okay okay <clears throat> freaking insane! I mean,
0: it's still forty too many, and it's nineteen too many children who had to be born. No with doubt, it. right? So in in nineteen seventy three, it's too Congress- many people to
1: be freaking fooled by the government. Period. Oh, oh yeah,
0: yeah. So in nineteen seventy three, the Congress held hearings, and an out of court settlement of only ten million dollars was paid out to the subjects and their heirs. Wow. <laughs> Ten million dollars in nineteen seventy-three. It's a ten million dollars is a lot of money, but you're also splitting this between what six hundred families, right? That were involved in this, and not only that, but some of these men they didn't even sign slowly. up for it. They died slowly of syphilis. When right. I've already listed all the symptoms of it, so they went through all of these symptoms. So in uh. Nineteen ninety-seven, we have um, a formal apology from President Clinton. Oh, uh, one, Clinton! One of the survivors actually spoke on that day, and it's it's a pretty um, it's a pretty. That's cool. Yeah, it's definitely worth looking up and watching this man speak. Um, can we put the guy, a link
1: a link in the show notes?
0: I can. I can.
1: I you, sure should. can. you should. You uh, should.
0: I'll do that. And I'll also post it to our Instagram and our Facebook account. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. Get that up. So if that wasn't bad enough. In 2010. God. We find out President Obama apologizes for the Guatemalan experiment from 1946 to 1948. Which state. I mean that was. This was a huge secret. This never. This story didn't break until 2003. So, the U.S. Oh, God. gave 700 prisoners, soldiers, and mental health patients in Guatemala syphilis. Oh, the my pur- God. The purpose of that study was to monitor penicillin's effect. Again, these people had no idea. The purpose was not just to see if the p- penicillin would cure it, but if it would prevent it, which we know an antibiotic does not prevent things, but... They studied the prevention of Do we syphilis. know that?
1: I think that it can.
0: However, see?
1: regardless.
0: Well, they were giving it to them preemptively and then giving them syphilis to see if it would keep them from catching it. I don't know. My knowledge of medicine is not as vast as yours. so. Right, right. So this experiment remained a secret until 2003 when Dr. Cutler, who was the head of both studies, the one in Tuskegee and this Guatemalan one, he died in 2003. And a historian was going through his stuff to write a book and actually uncovered the Guatemalan experiment. Oh, my God. So nobody knew about that. Nobody knew. So, here's some, I, I pulled a list of notables, you know, because we talked about, like, evil people having syphilis. Yeah. So, uh, our number one, Charles VIII of France. Of course, he got it. Oh, yeah. Christopher Columbus, which, really? really, it's a rumor, but some people believe Christopher Columbus. And this has gone back and forth. You know, there's been a lot of studies on this, whether or not Christopher Columbus brought it back to Italy when he went to the New World. And maybe... Depends on what he did in the New World. Well, people are thinking that's where it originated, but there's actually been studies that have gone both ways. Like, they'll think they've proved it one way, and then they'll find evidence of something completely different. So, you know, you'll go back and forth on that. So, saying Christopher Columbus brought it back from the New World is very uh, controversial. Okay. Contro- so we've got Hernan Cortez of Spain, Benito Mussolini. Okay. Ivan the Terrible. Oh wow. Okay. Tongzai Emperor of King, the King Dynasty, Frederick Nietzsche, Vladimir oh. Lenin. Adolf Hitler. Whoa. i never knew that. And Cesar Borgia. So we've got some serious uh, controversial. I'm going to tell who's... you. Can I tell you something? You don't know who any of those are. I don't know. <laughs> like like 7 eight of
1: them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let me tell you. A lot of them are some pretty bad dudes.
1: Um... I'm here for it.
0: I mean, Only. I can do a whole story on the Borgias. The Borgias were, like, the most corrupt um, uh, pope family, like, papal family. Anyway, the yeah. oh. Like, one of them was the pope, and, like, he was just a womanizer and, like, a really bad dude. Fuck him. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's been some serious people, I I, I mean, if you Google the list of people who've had syphilis in history, it is really long.
1: Well, it seems like it was something that, like, went, like, yeah, like, went around.
0: It's for show, did. And, like, I started to, you know... It's one thing
1: about contracting it. I want to know who lost their damn minds on it. And like, well, maybe that's why they did some horrible shit.
0: Now, Al Capone is kind of one of those people that lost, is, has, I don't want to say like out of certainty, but it is believed he lost his mind due to the syphilis. Okay. But you look at people like Adolf Hitler and Lenin, like mm. Benito Mussolini. Mussolini. All right all right oh Uh, shit (laughs) um these are like russian um dictators or whatever like they're just bad dudes okay i've heard the name but but lenin lenin and mussolini now what i was doing i was going through this list and, you know, clicking on their stories to, like, find just a really messed up story about someone Is with there it. a
1: list online of people, like, famous people through history that have had civil rights? Yes, there is. That's, That's great. where I got to.
0: That's, <laughs> and you can click on their, it's on Wikipedia. So you click on their name and it takes you to their page. And you can kind of read their story. And I was looking for something, like, I wanted to end this and just, like, blow you up with, like, a, an insane story of somebody with syphilis but none of them were really that interesting honestly it was I like know. they they get so sick like can't physically anyway yeah they can't do anything they can't feed them so by the time they've lost their mind like it, they're pretty much an invalid
1: okay huh okay Good to know. Especially,
0: especially a long time ago, because you know the symptoms when it when it first started becoming a thing were so much worse than they are now. But even just you know, I'm like terrified of dementia. I am so, for those that don't know, like I am scared to death of dementia.
1: Don't be afraid. Don't and, be afraid.
0: Like the mental symptoms scare me more, really, than the physical ones.
1: You'll be fine. You'll be fine. The, 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 the people that aren't okay, you know, really, you know, there's nothing good about it, but
0: your caretakers... Mania? Mania? Yeah. Well, and here's why dementia scares me. It's not, like, looking scary like a fool. As, it's
1: scary as hell.
0: Because it pe- the person with dementia... Thinks those things are real, like they're stuck in that being a reality.
1: I know, and you very, would think that sad. like
0: all these pustules and stuff would scare me more, but honestly, it's like, no, it's the dementia and the psychosis, yeah, that, that terrify me the most.
1: That was terrifying. our
0: interesting story of syphilis. I love it, I love it. Was a little something different for today. It definitely was but, wicked. you know, Cayetano just had me so curious. And it turns out people do live for a very long time. You know, with very long periods of time. Syphilis. With, with syphilis. It's horrifying. But it just happens. I mean, the nightly Joint and muscle pains, but then, like, just being a a nutter butter like, a nutter butter, you're just like wackadoodles and you hurt, yeah, yeah, you hurt, you hurt a lot. I I mean, didn't we? There was the one person that even quoted, like, cries of agony, (laughs) okay, I get it, ow, right,
1: right. I, um, yeah, I, you know, I never knew that about syphilis. Um, what I, things I did know, um, were the shankers, which, uh, I forgot that they were called shankers when I was like syphilis would be cool because I, a lot I knew a lot of people lost their minds and, uh, thought maybe that there would be some cool stories. Of course, government conspiracy and giving people syphilis without them knowing is pretty fucking wicked, but like Twice. just- Right. But just did anybody become wicked, you know, because of it? Oh um
0: Oh yeah. Well, you can't quite go this person became evil because of this, but you can assume like there's a lot of people throughout history that you'll see did really insane stuff and they'll go historians I blame my syphilis. Well no, the historians will go. We believe he had syphilis. Like, they don't know for sure, obviously, prior to knowing about syphilis. But they're like, based on how he acted and these symptoms, we believe he had syphilis. And a lot of, like, the bad people in history, they're like, we believe he was syphilitic. Like, we're, we're almost positive he had syphilis. Like, what do we have to prove that with? Uh, he did some really fucked up shit. <laughs> Blame the syphilis. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, it must be the syphilis.
1: His case of the syph.
0: But that was a fun episode. I mean, like I told you, when I was writing, when I was doing all my research, I'm like, I know way too much about syphilis now.
1: It's it's intriguing. It is it's we'll extremely intriguing intriguing yeah for sure um anytime i come up with an idea
0: i um always send me ideas and listeners send me ideas you send can us, contact send us. the stuff what we do you have, wanna,
1: what do you want to hear about
0: and um we have a facebook uh group which is wicked history Podcast. And then there's an Instagram, which is wicked underscore history podcast. History and podcast are one word. After that, um, I had to, you know, take what was there. But I also posted pictures from our first two episodes. so You can put faces to the stories. Listen, and... listen.
1: Another thing, too. I mean, I can can one of our listeners join the combo?
0: Absolutely.
1: Let's do it. I mean, yeah. if you're... Whatever you want to do, you whatever you want to hear us talk about, whatever, if you want to talk with us about
0: it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's and do it. Send me listener stories if there's you know, maybe Some, you've got a wicked his- history story. I'll tell you what, the shit you post
1: on Facebook is really freaking cool. You like... <laughs> You throw in a little story all of a sudden, like that death mask that is now the, the CPR face. That's yeah. freaking neat. I don't know I'll where you find this shit.
0: I'll start adding those to our Facebook and our Instagram as well so that people know what we're talking about.
1: That we're talking about some really, really I like cool. I throw in
0: interesting wicked, stories. I love that. Like the fact that Pepsi at one point had the sixth largest Navy. Yeah, that's cuckoo birds absolutely cuckoo birds Um, soviet union owed them money and to pay it off they gave them a bunch of navy ships lovely
1: you um you come up with some funny shit and then you know some really strange historical things that are pretty uh damn cool
0: it's funny because dad was like, how did I raise girls that like scary stuff when I can't watch a scary movie? It's yeah, like, that's dad. hilarious. I didn't realize he couldn't watch a
1: scary movie. I didn't know that until
0: I read that on Facebook. I was I like, I didn't what? either. Like, you know where it started? He rented gremlins for us when we were like really little. And I still can't sleep with my back turned to the edge of the bed. Oh, I'm girl.
1: 42. I'm 42. Gremlins was light for me. <laughs> Um, actually, I probably didn't watch it. I was too afraid of Large Marge. Um, Yeah, Pee-wee's <laughs> Big Adventure. From Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Large Marge. Her freaking claymation face. You know, oh, one no day word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a, that's gonna be a poster hanging on my wall, reminding me that there's nothing to be afraid of.
0: But Large Marge.
1: Large Marge ain't real, though. So she's just gonna be my reminder. I mean... I is like she? she's not real. You get out of here. Uh, maybe <laughs> she here. is. I'm the one parked on a highway right now. Oh god.
0: Lord oh so smart. did you leave did you leave the cemetery?
1: No, I'm in the cemetery, but it's on a
0: park. Yeah, two lane like is a, parked a two-lane at a, highway. Lane is parked at a cemetery to record today.
1: I'm parked at a at a pretty neat old cemetery with a. Uh, I'm parked next to a pretty cool um uh what do you tombstone. I shouldn't have gone
0: outside. It's windy. You can probably hear yeah. that. Yeah.
1: It was so yeah. hot
0: in the room that I was recording in. I'm like, I gotta I gotta get out of here.
1: All right. Well Tell that... A large March sent you.
0: Yeah, large march. Tell a Marge March sent ya.
1: Is that All right, my dear. All right. Are we wrapping it up? We're wrapping it. We're calling. It. Wrapping it up. All right, that's episode
0: three in the books. Thank y'all all right. so much for listening.
1: Yes, thank you. Let us know what you think. Yes, and
0: join the Facebook group and the the Instagram so you can see some pictures. And subscribe and share.
1: Yes. If you like an episode and like you have weird friends, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we all have weird friends, and we'll do single... we'll do some little like. Contest or something and get a listener to join us for one episode. Oh, okay. Be
1: fun. Yeah, that would be, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. I'm all for it, especially if this is your, your forte. So, any yeah. of my like uh, medical peeps, nursing yes. peeps, too, like with the syphilis thing, I thought that would be pretty damn interesting. And it or was,
0: maybe there's like a story that's been passed down in your family that we just need to yeah. know about. So, let us know. Easy to contact us through the Instagram page. Heck yeah! All right, see y'all next week.
1: See you next week. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye.